Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Scott Conant. He is the author of Peace, Love, and Pasta, Simple and Elegant Recipes from a Chef's Home Kitchen. Chef, it's so great to have you with us. Thank you so much. It's great to see you again. Yes, I was just going to say again, because we should let our viewers know that we go way back. We shot together uh, many years ago when I was a correspondent at Good Morning America and ABC News. So I'm so happy to hear that you were going to be on this show. And it's a reunion of sorts then for us. It certainly is. Thanks for having me. And it's really great to see you. Thank you. Likewise, I have to say that the shoot we did together, we were in one of your uh, very famous restaurants. You were so kind and warm and generous and um it held a special place in my heart because it was one of our first episodes so i just had to share um which really comes through in the book uh first congratulations on all your success i mean a career spanning more than 35 years books shows restaurants i mean when, when you think about what you've accomplished put it into words for us you know, I don't think a lot about it, uh, to be honest with you. I feel like, um, you know, I, I got really lucky at a young age. I went to a vocational school in Waterbury, Connecticut when I was a kid, and I, I started cooking. I couldn't get into the plumbing class. So as a second choice, I chose culinary arts. And, uh, and I feel like it just life just kind of put me on this path. And, um, and, I, and I love what I do. I love the evolution of things over time. Um, I'm happy that I'm not still working the line anymore, but I thought that that was going to be my life. Um, and I think I probably could have been really happy if that was it. But that is a young person's game, and I am I'm not as young as, <laughs> as I used to be. So I'm happy that you know I've, I've put myself in situations where I've started new restaurants, I've started new businesses, I have a lot of uh, different things that I've done. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for it. Really. Yeah. I truly am. No, I mean, and it shows your, like I say, your warmth comes through. I, I love this book. It's your fourth book. Am I right? It is. Yeah. Right. And I read that this was the most personal book for you. So tell us a little yeah. bit about that chef Scott, if I can call you chef Scott. I mean, why, just why go Scott, there? Yeah. Just call you chef. Well, just call me Scott. Yeah, Scott, Scott. It's so yeah, funny. Scott. My, my tendency with our, with our uh, history is to call you chef, but I will call you Scott. Um, so That's all fun. that said, why delve into the personal in this cookbook? Well, people always ask me what I cook at home. That's you know, the first question I always get is what do you cook at home for your family? You guys always cook fancy food. And I, I wanted to showcase some of those delicious ingredients that we, that we cook, things that my, my children love, things that my wife crave. Um, and also, you know, to show that it's not all caviar and uh, truffles, right? I mean, that wouldn't be fun if we ate that way all the time. 
Um, I could probably get used to the caviar part of it though, you know, uh, but, but I wanted to showcase, you know, this evolution of my career simultaneously. I've been cooking for about 36 years now. And I started in Waterbury, Connecticut, as I said, as a, a line cook at a restaurant called the Sea Loft. And we were cooking, you know, your traditional New England uh, seafood chowders and lobster rolls and baked stuff, lobster and, yep. you know, shrimp and all that kind of stuff. You're all getting me hungry. <laughs> it's delicious stuff. I, yeah. I, you know, I, I remember in particular this huge broiler that was so well seasoned in that kitchen. Wow. And they used to have this steak. It was about the size of your leg. And it was called the captain's cut at the sea loft and it was just this giant steak that they uh, that they served there and so i had these memories of all these beautiful things uh and things that i've kind of morphed into various ingredients and in, in dishes for my family and i wanted to showcase them in the book and just kind of show that you know throughout this evolution uh there's still this this really firm grasp on on history and things that i've things that i've always done and, and frankly my appreciation for it yeah. And just tell us a little more, Scott, about that evolution in a nutshell, yeah. no pun intended, <laughs> trying to put the yeah. culinary nuggets in there. I like how, it. <laughs> thank you. How would you say your cooking has changed? Well, I, I feel like it's become over the years, it's become a little bit more ingredient uh, heavy. It's definitely taken on a more Italian uh, spectrum, but I've always been influenced by, you know, by my travels and i love to travel i love to eat in, in different countries i love to see how i can adapt some of those recipes into um into either an you know my style of food which has a little italian touch here and there and my wife is turkish um so we cook a lot of turkish food at home also we have a home in turkey so you know if i can't get there because i'm working too much at least my wife and kids go there uh, annually and that's just that old world um, and I really love that. I really love that kind of that nod to old world tradition and, and to see how I can adapt that into, you know, cooking for today at home. Right. There, there's so much to get to. I was going to bring that up. You, you, you pay homage to your wife in the, in the book and you, you talk about, you have Turkish recipes. And I think the quote yeah. uh, was, let me just get this right. There's nothing like a Turkish breakfast table to make you feel part of the family. I love I, that. I have to tell you, it is one of the my favorite things in the world. For every holiday that we share, all the girls' birthdays, my birthday, um, it's we have Turkish breakfast. If people come over, you know, people come over either on uh, New Year's Day or on Christmas Day, we have Turkish bref breakfast together, and then you know, kind of get get at the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, I, when I got to that Turkish part, I actually was surprised. Yeah. I was like, wow, we're going to Turkey in this book? It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, you know, people do really associate you with your Italian roots. So that, yeah. to me, speaks of such an evolution. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, but there's some common themes there that I, you know, there's the food is soulful, the cultures are soulful. Um, and I like to think that I have, I have a soulful touch when I cook. So it all kind of integrates in one way or another. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, soulful and the word to me, I just remember from, you know, today it comes through, but even back then, you're just so yeah. passionate and real and genuine. Yeah. Um, you know, you. your love, your love of the food and the ingredients, it just, it just comes through and it's just, it's, it's so nice to see. And it's nice to see that. Um, it, and maybe, maybe I don't know if this is the right word, but it has an atrophied, you know, it never gets old for you. You know, it just yeah. becomes better and better and better. At least that's what I could tell from the book. Well, the interesting thing is, I feel like as as time goes on, um, 
I'm not going to keep saying that I'm getting older, <laughs> but I'm, I'm clearly getting older. We all are. What are you getting uh, at? <laughs> so, I, but, you know, I, I feel like uh, simplicity, there's just a new appreciation for simplicity, I feel, the older you get. And that a, a really beautiful ripe tomato needs little, if not, if nothing, done to it in order to appreciate it for what it is. And I feel like that transcends to our relationships with people also. You know, you kind of, as you get older, what, I'm, what I've noticed is I cut out the BS. And I just want to focus on that. I want to spend time with the people that I love the most. I don't want to, I don't want to have to work hard at relationships anymore. If there's not a common connection or a common bond, then, you know, there's no judgment. It's just, you know, it's just a level of discernment. You know, what do you want in your life? How do you want your life to be? We are ultimately responsible for the good, the bad, and uh, in the indifferent. So I, I always take that into consideration. And I really feel like those simple relationships are the, those simple ingredients, those simple relationships, the simplicity yeah. in life is the ultimate luxury. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. C-Suite Radio. Right. And I love how right, you just made sort of that connection between food, but, but into life. And I also love that pun you use. You cut out the BS in your life, the cutting that sort of chef does. The Freudian slip, um, you know, culinary puns. But uh, I do, you know, all kidding aside, I do want to talk a little bit about the simplicity that you've mentioned, because in the beginning of the book, you say how the first 20 years of your career were really complicated and it was marked by complication. But then over the course of your career, you've said that simplicity is now the ultimate luxury. And I loved that. The less is more idea. So yeah. just curious, when you say your, your, the first 20 years were so complicated, does that mean complicated ingredients like truffles and caviar? Or were you referring to something else? Well, I, I think career in general, you know, it, 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 I've made some difficult decisions with my career. I, I wasn't always easy. Uh, you know, the path that I've walked wasn't always easy. I, I remember working jobs and we can, I mean, these are sto- business stories as well. I remember working in places where I wouldn't get paid for months on end. And that wasn't one restaurant that was more than one restaurant. And ultimately that's my fault for choosing those restaurants. Right. But I also felt like it was an opportunity for me to really focus on what I was doing. So even though I wasn't getting paid and it was really hard to make a living, there's a story in the book about the Dateros, Dr. and Mrs. Datero would come into the restaurant every Thursday and Dr. Datero, God bless him, would give me a hundred dollar handshake every Thursday. And that hundred dollars got me through the week because I would have to walk back and forth to work. I was living, I was living on 34th and 9th and the restaurant I worked at was already on all, all the way on the Lower East Side. And I, and I just recall that, you know, for me, none of that mattered. The money wasn't, wasn't important. What was important to me was being able to pursue the cooking that I wanted to do, 
And we ended up getting a great review from the New York Times in that restaurant. I, law, I left very shortly thereafter. Uh, I, I accomplished what I needed to accomplish. I also got an eviction notice from the apartment that I was living in at the time because I didn't, because <laughs> I didn't pay my rent for like four months. But right. we, we quickly uh, remedied that. Yeah, it's all it's, it's all a part of the those, experience. Sorry to interrupt, but it's all a part of the experience. It builds character. I told myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one way to put it. Oh, I it just it's just so great because I, I I'm trying to I love when I when I meet someone who is because you've become big time, right? With And you deserve it, but yeah. people change right. and they're, they're one person on camera, they're the chef on camera and then someone else in, you know, behind the scenes in the kitchen, but you're not, you're exactly the same person wherever you are. And it is, it is so refreshing. It really- Thank you. I, for better or worse. I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> for better, for better. Right, uh, from, what I, from what I know. Um, but back to the book, because I feel like we keep digressing because that's just what we yeah. do. Um, how do you when you when you're writing a book like this chef sorry scott <laughs> um how do you decide what to put in it well i wanted to have a balance i really wanted to talk about that that uh you know that that arc in my career how it's evolved over the years and how i've taken some of these things that were so uh important to me at, at various points in my career and kind of you know in, in further simplified them or maybe maybe lighten them up a little bit made them a little bit healthier um and really just different snapshots and glimpses of things that i've done in the past i didn't want them to be overly fancy although there are some fancy uh some fancy ingredients inside there uh, but i did want them to be craveable and i feel like that was the that was the really the the core of it all i i would love to be able to have someone buy this book uh, and make a lot of these recipes a part of their daily life uh, with their families, and they're building new memories with their families. And that's and that's been the feedback. Um, fortunately, it's really touching uh, to to be able to kind of be a part of someone's dinner table at home uh, and building those memories. I mean, we all have memories of sitting with our families, uh, whether it be the holidays with your extended family or you know nightly with your families potentially. Um, and if you don't have those memories, I feel like a book like this is a good place to create them. It really is. I, lo I love that word, craveable. Um, and, and the familial connection, the love really comes through, the love of the food, the love of family and the memories. And your daughters are a big part of the book. There's pictures with yeah. them and your wife, and it's so sweet um, and genuine. Curious, um, I, I assume, were they a part of the process? Did they say, Daddy, you have to put this recipe in, or Daddy, don't put that recipe in? How did that I go? they you know i tested every single recipe with them uh oh, in the book and some of the it. things they they really loved and my little one is notoriously picky so i really wanted to make sure that i had some of those you know they're kids recipes there's a kids section of the book and and you know i tell a story about isla who's now 12 and when she was two years old um i made her this pasta with truffles and it was the first time she was eating truffles so i was you know kind of here's the chef dad nervously watching you know, the, the most intense food critic I've ever had in my life is are my two daughters, right? They're, they're much worse and more difficult than the New York Times will ever be. Hilarious. That's <laughs> so, true. No filter, no filter, no, right? No filter. But Isla was, you know, eating this pasta and she looked up. I mean, she was two years old and she's like, Dada, this is delicious. And she just like, just kept eating with two hands. And that was, 
um, yeah, I call it Isla's, Isla's pasta because it was, it, you know, those are the special moments, you know, particularly as a father and, uh, and I'm, I'm a bit of a softy. So when you get me start talking about my kids, I get a little wispy eyed and stuff. So I, you know, I'm going to refrain from all that stuff. Right. All good. We love it. Cause you're just, you know, you're, you're a real person <laughs> and a real human. This is real food and it's delicious. I just thought That's it was right. so funny. I just thought it was so fun, not funny, but just how ironic that, and I feel like this is Murphy's law and this is how life goes. You're this uh, incredible chef and you have a, a picky eater. Your daughter's this picky, picky eater. Um, what was that like for you when you discovered the, the pickiness? Because you talk about it in the book, you know, yeah. it was, you add some levity to the book. It's, it's tough. It's tough. She's, Akadia is, um, she'll taste something and say, mm, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> and kind of move. And it's like, I just, <laughs> I just killed my, listen. She has sent eggs back to me for breakfast. Say, you know, Dad, these egg, these this omelet is a little overcooked. Now I am adamant when it comes to eggs. I don't like to brown my eggs. They're always like, you know, that perfect egg yellow color. And she has sent them back. Say, you know, the inside is a little more cooked than it should be. Like, can you make me another one? You want to talk about humbling? <laughs> talk about humbling. Yeah, I love her. I love, but like that, you have to. <laughs> You have to love that about kids, you know? I mean, it's just, and, and you took the note, you're like noted, <laughs> right? And you know what, if she was wrong, then it would be a different conversation, obviously, but she, she was right, she was right, you know? I love the details, you know, that's the thing, that they focus on the details and if something isn't correct, they're gonna let me know. Now, it doesn't necessarily work the other way around. When I start talking about their homework, they don't want to hear it. <laughs> yes, when, right. When you focus on the details That's or you right. say uh, this wasn't cooked enough, uh, you know, related to the homer, I, I get that. Uh, but it's always that way. But the kids are never wrong. They're never wrong. Um, there's so much to get to. And I feel like we could uh, we could talk for hours and hours. But I hate to ask this because it's like asking your favorite child. Do you have a favorite recipe in the book? Uh, you know, there, I, I will say there are a few classics that people really love. So one of the classic dishes I've done for years and I've tweaked it over time is my pasta pomodoro, um, that simple spaghetti, tomato, basil. Um, that's, we that's it. yeah, we, we, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. We had that together. Yes, exactly. Yes. I think we cooked it together. It was okay. Um, when I, it was all right. <laughs> yeah. You still remember it 12 years later. So it's it must've been all right. Yeah. Beyond, beyond words, but go on. Um, there's a, a creamy polenta with uh, with truffled mushrooms, which is also a big a big winner. I do this kind of uh, in, inspired by uh, Puerto Rican pernil, um, and I actually just did it over the weekend. Uh, Guy Fieri was honored at the South Beach Wine and Food Festival, and uh, they asked me to do a course for it. He asked me to do a course for it, so I did a porchetta pernil style. So kind of influenced by my travels to Puerto Rico. Um, and of course, living in New York City for 27 years, I have so many friends who are uh, Puerto Rican descent um, and from Puerto Rico itself. So um, that is a, you know, it's a pork shoulder in the book and that is a, a grand slam. That That's something, I don't eat pork as much as I'd like to, but when I do eat pork, that's where I go. That's, that's a, it's a it's a good dish. Yeah. I have to say, what were you saying? Pigne? I, I don't know. You said a a, a pigneal, or what were you saying? What was that P-E-R-N-I-L. Pernil. Pernil. I like how you say that. Yeah. Uh, and then, what is your favorite daughter's dish? And which one did they contribute? What do they? What's their number one? 
Oh, you know, it always changes. So right now, I feel like their favorite dishes, we, I do these chicken cutlets. Who doesn't love a chicken cutlet, first of all? I feel like no matter what your cultural background is, there's a version of a cutlet inside there somewhere. Um, so these I do with melted tomatoes, melted baby tomatoes and burrata. Uh, it's kind of like a play on a Parmesan. Um, and they love that. I'm not crazy about that gooey stuff that a Parmesan has sometimes. Um, but that seems to dish they're requesting mostly uh, these days. These days. Yeah. No, I remember seeing yeah. that in the book. I was like, oh, that has to, ha yeah. that has to come from, from the kiddos. Um, what's next, Scott? What's next? Another book, another restaurant, another show? I mean, where are we going? I'm, wor I'm working on all of it. But I will tell you this, that just today we announced that we're opening. I have a restaurant out here in Scottsdale called the Americano. And we're opening an Americano. It's an Italian steakhouse, kind of a refined high-end Italian steakhouse uh, in Atlanta, in Atlanta, Georgia, in, in Buckhead. So we're opening that uh, in, the coming, in the coming months. Ah, mazel tov, yeah. congrats, and all that thank good you. stuff. Thank and you, thank you. I always like to ask um, chefs or anybody in the culinary world, and again, you may not have an answer to this, but when you have a special occasion like your birthday, or if someone says, what's your favorite food, or it's, you know, where, where do you want to go for your birthday? Is it based upon your mood, or do you have a favorite cuisine that is your go-to? Um, I feel like to a certain extent, I eat for a living. Um, yeah, that's, you do. That's what I that's what I tell myself anyway, to, to justify the 10 pounds that I need to lose. <laughs> Gotta do it. Gotta do it. I just yeah, right. can't um, stop, won't stop. <laughs> I love, uh, I love a lot of uh, various foods from all over the world. I love Indian food. I love China. You know what I really miss most of all is New York Chinese food. Uh, I really miss that. That's yeah. one of the things out here in, in Arizona and Scottsdale that I don't get to eat very often. But whenever I get back to New York, I admittedly overindulge. Um, but if it, if it were my birthday and I was just going to sit down and, and request something uh, for my birthday in particular, I, I might just say, give me those chicken cutlets. Yeah. Chicken Aww. cutlets, even just avocado salad, something like that. Just something is, I, I mean, I could eat a backpack full of chicken cutlets happily, <laughs> fat and happy. Yeah. I love that. I, I love that visual. Um, but it, I guess your answer, it all comes back to simplicity, right? It does. Now, simplicity doesn't always mean easy, but it does mean simple. So sometimes the technique might be a little bit difficult or, or just not difficult, but focused, I would say, attention to detail. Um, and, and I feel like that's how you can really get the most of of those simple ingredients well scott it's just been amazing our reunion uh you're incredible and just i'm so happy you. for your success and the book is if for anyone even if you don't have i mean if you have a family it's incredible but even if you don't this is this is for everybody because the warmth yeah. and the love really comes through so congrats and we can't wait I to see what's that. next thank you thank you great seeing you Likewise. And if you'd like more information on the book, just check out our website. It's csweetbookclub.com. That's c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV via Zoom. Like what you just heard, visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Sweet Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>